The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed the star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea. For so it has been written by the prophet, and you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for a wise man, and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search. Diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at the rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure's chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Christ. So, officially and technically, the Advent season is coming to an end. So, we are given three readings um, from Matthew's Gospel, and I chose to speak from Matthew 2, 1 to 12 verses. And it is a very popular and familiar story to all of us. Uh, before I could get into the gospel reading, uh, as uh, we have seasons in nature, even our church calendar has seasons, like Advent, now we are into Epiphany. Uh, so technically we have to remove all the decorations too. So Epiphany is a season where we celebrate the manifestation of Jesus Christ to the entire world. It is a season of light. It is a season of illumination. It's a season where we announce how God reflects, radiates, and brings light in the lives of others. So some people may be sad because we're coming to a closure of this uh, Advent season, but still there is joy in this season of Epiphany because the light of God is going to guide and rule us. So coming to this um, Matthew's Gospel, uh, I think it is fitting that we talk about Matthew's interpretation of wise men because uh, uh, as I said, we are into the season of Epiphany of Light 
because Matthew dedicates at least six chapters in his gospel, the first six, mostly talking about the light, about God's light into the world and how we, we ought to radiate that light uh, into the world. So the Matthew's gospel, especially this text, chapter 2, 1 to 12 verses, is so rich in activity. Tell me who do not know the wise man's story. Everybody knows like what gifts they got, from where they got, what they saw on the sky and what follow, how they followed to Bethlehem. So it is overly uh, popular and familiar story. The two things that we shouldn't forget when we reflect from this story is what has been revealed and how we ought to respond to this manifestation or divine revelation of God to Gentiles or to the whole creation. These two things we shouldn't miss or lose the track because it is so fascinating to talk about the stars. It's so fascinating to uh, talk about this wise man coming from the east. But if we miss what has been revealed and how do we respond to this revelation, then we are not getting the grip or grasp of this whole story, I would say. Last week I went to visit one of the families. So when I was talking to one of the girls who was eight year old, she was asking me, what did my son get for Christmas? What gift he got? So my son being a musician, uh, I said, uh, he got a guitar. <laughs> yes. So I had to fight with Charlie to pay me because I have to buy him a guitar. <laughs> so, <laughs> So she said, yeah, well, I thought so, because he's a musician, so he would get guitar, okay? I said, then she asked me, what did you get for Christmas? Uh, so before I could answer, I just started saying, you know, I'm a pastor, so, oh, I know you got Bible. <laughs> so I got something else, not Bible, because I have enough of Bibles already. But, but see how children, uh, connect the symbols associate with who we are and what we are by your profession or by your behavior, like uh, your trait. They can just associate and just connect and tell. So when we look at the star, what are we connecting here? When we look at the star, we connect, it is the star that leads the, the wise men to uh, Bethlehem. Uh, and it's a star, like precisely saying that it's the star of Jesus. So many ways we see this interpretation, but we shouldn't forget that three travelers from the East are people, uh, I would say like who follow the religion of Jurassicism, and especially the Eastern religions have more or less the study on the astronomy or a horoscope, so they're more into this kind of study. So unless they see something like this as a star, as a sign, as a symbol in the sky, they won't even start their journey to find or to see the Messiah or the King of the Jews. According to Jewish perspective, maybe 
for, for this, um, the three wise men, it is a star which led them to a baby in Bethlehem. But according to Jewish perspective, for them, anything that is revealed by nature, it can be legitimate only when it is answered by God. A nature can, cannot give you answer, but legitimately it can come only from God. I hope you're following what I'm getting. Because the means of communication in the Bible, according to the Jewish tradition, is through scripture, is through the prophets, and through the Son of God. Nature can be a, only a means. It means it is our need to figure out where this Messiah is born, to figure out this light, but that cannot be an end in itself. It cannot be an end. You cannot start with a star or you cannot start with a symbol and just end with a symbol. Symbols cannot lead you to a destination. It can only be a starting point. So these three wise men, the Magi, uh, started their journey with the star. You know, sometimes they even would have got lost. Do you think for one and a half years the star would have just led them? in proper direction. Because you see like when they landed at the palace of Herod, the timeline is like one and a half years past when Jesus was born because Herod orders to kill all two-year-olds. So they started their journey, but they were not right at the time when Jesus was born. It took some time for them to come. So in their way, there are many ways like they would have missed seeing the star, they would have missed finding proper route, but the joy and wonder to find this Messiah kept them going. Astronomy is a learned profession, but that cannot interpret the answers what God is going to give to his people. At least Christianity, it is counter to that religion and to counter to that faith. It is incompatible when we talk, these symbols can give us the answers. So they started off their journey well, they, they're just following the star and coming. There are times they've missed it, but they have arrived. Because you know, like when they arrived at Herod place, they're totally lost because their mind they thought maybe the king of Jew, Jews is born in a palace, which is why they arrived at Jerusalem, because it's a capital, it is where they're going to find him, but he is not there. Because according to their mind, that, which is why I'm saying, when you talk about the symbols, you should also see who is following that symbol and coming, from which context, from which background, from which religion that predominantly plays out. I'm not saying uh, Christianity, we are totally against stars because in, in Genesis, if you see, Abraham, like, no, he's taken to the skies and shown, look at the stars of the sky. Your descendants going to be multiplied like that. You can't even count. But what you're making out of the symbols is very important. Maybe if you're just ending with symbols, because I've seen people who just show as pointers and then end up like gods. People just worship them. So that, that danger is always there. So the star, the symbols can only be a means, 
Maybe it is our need to find out, so probably we are connecting it, but it cannot be an end in itself. So these three wise men, because in Acts of Apostles, if you see in chapter 8, the magia is a Greek word which is translated as magic, as magic. And the word used in chapter 8, if you see, these some people were using black magic and sorcering to control people and to use demonic powers on them, which is totally against the kingdom of God. So there's a danger when we say magic, magicians, astrology, the many ways you try to use horoscope or divination, many ways we try to know about the future, what is going to happen, things like that. But Christianity counters this, but you can see it as a symbol, but you cannot rely and depend and just start worshipping or just following it. So from star, we can move to the wise men. I, I really like to talk about this wise men because in their one and a half years of journey, they would have gone through a lot. But one thing they were holding on and following the star is the joy in their hearts. The joy to find this Messiah, the discovery. Only two people can, I think, uh, in human race can follow even if it, take, if it takes them years, is the discovery. When you want to discover something, you won't bother, like, no, if you're losing something, if you're not eating or not eating research, stuff like that, you're going to find something. So the joy will keep you going. And these wise men, they've moved from reason to intuition. Do you think the science alone can just take them to God? When science counters saying negates the existence of God? They moved from this reasoning of knowledge to intuition. They just believe their hearts. In Ephesians it says, give us the eyes to see you. Give us the eyes to see you. So probably with that intuition, with that joy, they're trying to follow the star to find this Messiah. It, these wise men are faith-seeking people. They're trying to find the truth. This wise man coming to Bethlehem is also called as a feast of ecumenical feast, where churches cherish and celebrate because it's ecumenical. They're coming from different nations to see who this king is. It is not their religion. It is not uh, uh, a king born of their religion or race or class or whatever. But still they're holding on to the joy and they're just continuing trying to find him. These wise men are believed to be from the priestly class. They shouldn't really suffer to find something like that, but still they were holding on to that joy and that wonder. There is joy in this journey, that much I can tell you, that can really take you far. The wise man's story is so simple. They just presented the gifts, the gold, Francis and Mir. We, we keep on saying that. But even before that, when they go to the Herod, they say, we wanted to see the king of Jews and pay homage. 
The word in Greek to pay homage, even Herod says, even tell me where he is, I also want to pay homage to him. The word homage in Greek means prostrate, falling flat, surrendering yourself to God. When these three wise men entered Bethlehem, when they saw Jesus, they didn't even give gifts. Because in Jewish tradition, if you give gifts to someone, it is like taking control of that situation. Many a times, I've, I've seen like people, you know, like when we wanted to sort, sort out something, immediately to make them silent, we just give gifts, so just to like, you know, have some kind of serenity, some kind of peace, and before we enter into any discussion. So it is like these people, they did not give the gifts first, but they just surrendered themselves to God. Surrendered completely. They had the joy, they had obedience, and they completely surrendered to Jesus, to baby Jesus here. So it's more than the gifts we talk about, the gold, frankincense, and mirror. It is what they got, they, sem they, they themselves gave to Jesus there. They, they had the joy in their hearts. When they found him, they offered themselves as a gift, as a sacrifice to baby Jesus there. And after this we see, it is not the star, star already faded. It is not the star, but rather in the dream they were warned to take a different route, a different direction, and to go. When we talk about this wise man, I said, the most important thing we have to remember is, as we revisit today Bethlehem, what did we get to Jesus? What did we get to Jesus? Do we still have that obedience? Do we still have that surrender? Do we still allow God to take control of our lives? I was reading about Carl Sagan even before that, there is this in 1990, on February 14, this Voyager 1 space globe had taken a picture of the Earth uh, for about six billion kilometers away, six billion kilometers away. And they call, and this iconic image, they call as pale blue dot, pale blue dot. It is like showing us how the earth is looked or presented in this tiniest dots in a single beam of light how small, how tiny the earth is on the single beam of light. And Carl Sagan, the American astron astronomer, was giving a lecture at Cornwall University, and he was saying that how small are human beings in this grand scheme of solar system, in this grand scheme of universe? The universe is expanding, still existing, and awe-inspiring. And just imagine the creator God who created the, the universe and the human beings in it. The point here is, we, we cannot be in a position where we started. We have to keep expanding. We have to keep moving. We have to keep spreading. 
We have to be a ray of hope to the world, to Gentiles, to pagans, to people of different faiths, whomever you meet up. We have so much of potential in us, but if we are concentrating only on the negative things, then we are not going to expand. There has been a quote which has been making rounds in the social media. It goes like, as mirrors of the universe, the state is one that, the, state, the nature of state is one that expands. So everything is expanding, everything is growing. And why not we and why not we? We have to grow in terms of reaching out to the people, sharing the love, sharing the joy, the gift of forgiveness, obedience, all put together. The point is as simple as this, just grow, just grow.